morning, everyone. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. What? Welcome to Medically Speaking in the Morning. And this program is sponsored by our Spirit of Women Network. We are a Spirit of Women Hospital, if you don't already know that. And you want to learn more about our Spirit of Women program, we encourage you to go on stmh.org. Click on Spirit of Women, and you can see all about us and all about the wonderful things St. Mary's Hospital is doing to educate women in our community by with a whole variety of topics. So that was a mouthful. <laughs> Good morning, everyone, again. And I hope everybody is safe, either at your work or hopefully at your home, nice and warm. Yesterday was definitely a challenge, and this morning was a challenge. It was a challenge for me to get here to the station just from the hospital. The back roads were pretty slippery. Cars were sliding around. I'm very thankful to have have a four-wheel drive, you need to have it. Even if it's only a few times a year, it's when you love it the most and when you don't mind that car payment because it's definitely something that you need to have. And it, as I was driving, I could feel my heart pumping. I could feel my blood pressure going up because I wanted to get here on time. And I got very nervous. And then I got a phone call from our guest speaker who is going to call in because the roads are a little bit challenging. So I have with me... Um, on our topic today, we are talking about count on your health. We're talking about learning and knowing your numbers. So because it's heart month, we are focusing on heart health and talking about knowing your numbers. I couldn't think of anyone else better than Dr. Paul Kelly, who is our chief of cardiology and medical director of cardiac services at St. Mary's Hospital. Hi, Dr. Kelly. Robin, good morning. How are you? (laughs) I got in safely. You're calling from your car, I think. I am. Can <laughs> so you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. So thank you Great. so much for jumping in and talking about um, our numbers. And, you know, when you and I talked a little bit about this, you go, really, I'm going to talk about this? I said, yeah, it's really, really important because I know for myself, I just recently gave myself a kick in the backside and said, you know what? you don't know your numbers and you haven't known your numbers for a really long time. And I thought it was incredibly important for me to get out there, meet with my primary care physician, partner with a cardiologist based on my family history, and really look at my numbers and see where I'm at. As we get older, it's really important to know what your baselines are. So let's let's start off about how important it is for you when you have a conversation with your patients about their numbers. Well, as you said, the numbers we're talking about are the numbers of, of test results, for the most part, that lead to vascular disease. When I say vascular disease, I mean heart attacks and strokes, the, the development of plaque on the inside lining of arteries that ultimately leads to a heart attack or stroke. And, and let me make something real clear in the, in the first few seconds here. Statistically, in this country, both of us will, at one point or another, Experience a heart attack or a stroke, and in fact, it may may be the the, the final final the end for us. It, it, we still most of us die of a heart attack or stroke, so we all have it. Everybody's got this process. There's some very elegant studies from the 1970s and 1980s looking at the 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 development of plaque on the inside lining of arteries, and it starts at a very young age. When I say young, I'm talking about teenagers. Mm. So. This process starts to, it starts at a young age and develops over time to the point where there's so much plaque, uh, much like if you can visualize rust on the inside lining of old lead pipes, you, uh, you develop this, this plaque, which ultimately causes clot formation and heart attack or stroke. So we've all got it. Now, the, the goal is to keep that process from, from getting out ahead of us so that we end up with early vascular disease, our 40s, 50s, and 60s, 
and hopefully we can extend our lives and keep that process from becoming too aggressive so that we have our problems when we get into our 80s and 90s to be nice, long, healthy life. In order to do that, as you say, we have to know our numbers. And those numbers are things like blood pressure. You have to know your cholesterol value. You need to know your blood sugar. And you need to know your weight in terms of your BMI. And I, and I, I will, I'm going to stop with the, with the last number, the BMI, the weight, because the preceding three numbers all, uh, hinge on the BMI. The BMI is what we refer to as the body mass index. It's a number that we use to, to, uh, gauge whether or not our weight for our height is appropriate or not. And why do I focus on weight? Hmm. Because each of the prior numbers, the cholesterol, the sugar, and the blood pressure, all are directly related to how much weight we carry around. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important to attack the weight first, and then everything else will follow. You may not get away with 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 n- managing your blood pressure simply by dropping your weight. We all genetically have some predisposition to blood pressure changes or cholesterol or sugar problems that even with weight loss, can't be managed without a, without a medication. But if it does get to that point, the dosages and the number of medications we have to take to manage our, our numbers uh, can be kept to a, to a low level, low dose. You know, and it's it's so important. I think I think as women, we're always focused on our weight and we go up and down with our weight and, and mm-hmm. we're, you know, and we're always, but it's more, and you know, we're not thinking about our overall health all the time. I think we're always thinking about how we get into that outfit that we want to wear, or how we look good. And that's not such a horrible thing because if it gets you to the ultimate goal of lowering your cholesterol and blood pressure, then if you have, if you want to get into that dress, at the very least, you know, you're doing that, but it's really a lifestyle change. Sure it is. It, uh, it, it really does require to sit down and, and look at things critically and understand. I, I don't know why people seem to be uh, so um, ignorant of the numbers. Right. The numbers are something we read about, we hear about all the time, and, and they shouldn't be afraid of them. It's, it's the numbers being cholesterol under 200, right. blood pressure uh, 120 over 80. It used to be 140 over 90. Yeah. Now we're down to 120 over 80. We're getting yeah. far more aggressive. I want to talk about that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting to me because some, it, it, when you go for, have your, when you have your blood pressure done and you're not Mm -hmm. at that 120 over 80 mark and they start to go up. I mean, when I was in nursing school, like you said, it was 140 over 90. Why that change? Because large population studies looking at management of of hypertension or blood pressure, uh, high blood pressure in an aggressive manner, keeping it down to 120 over 80 shows that that process we just talked about a few moments ago, the atherosclerosis, the buildup of plaque, right. is slowed down. Right. You can reduce your risk of having a heart attack or a stroke uh, in your early years by keeping your blood pressure aggressively lower. <laughs> so here we go. But right. at the same time that these, these, these markers, these numbers are getting more aggressive, that being lower, right. uh, our, our weight as a, as a country goes up. Right. Uh, so two are inconsistent. You have to get the weight down. And, and Robin, let me just also say that more recently with patients in the office and, and going through an exercise where we calculate somebody's BMR. BMR is basal metabolic rate. Mm. And what that simply says is what, how many calories do we burn just being alive, just getting up and, and, and our bodies, muscles are metabolizing glucose and oxygen, the heart's beating, the lungs are expanding, our muscles are metabolizing things. How many calories do you burn just doing that? Uh, you can calculate that just off the internet. Just Google 
BMR and do your own calculation. It's based on gender, your age, and your your weight and height. Hmm. It'll give you a number. And it's really enlightening when you find out that the number of calories that you burn each day just being alive is relatively low. It's, it's startling. Uh, somebody who's 60 years old, perhaps 160 pounds and 5'9", will burn only 1,500 calories, 1,500 calories. And so you add on another 200 for the day when I call them, I call them putting calories. I yeah. call them calories going down to the laundry room, coming up with the laundry, going out to the cart, or driving to the doctor's office, or going out to, to work, or going to the mailbox to get the mail. You add those all up, you're only going to get about two, maybe 300 on top of the 1,500. So your body's only burning 1,800 calories a day. When you realize that, that, that an 1,800-calorie that just to hold even. Just right. To, 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 so you're not going to lose anything. You're not going to lose a thing. Right. 1,800 calories is very, very low. Right. In order for you to, to lose weight, you have to get under the 1,800, which means you consume 1,700. 1,700-calorie right. 1700 diet is very is, is tough. It's tough. For most of us because <laughs> we are eating far too much. It's simple. We're eating too much. It's not hard. We definitely are. And, you know, and I'm going to yeah. throw my husband in there because he said I could. <laughs> oh, <boy>. He <laughs> said I could. So you know, okay. you're, he's he's your patient, and you told him his, his his. You know, he's had a stroke over the, and over the last ten years, it's harder for him to do the cardio that he did before that he was so aggressive about. So he's gradually right. put on weight. So you gave him a pep talk, and I'll tell you, that pep talk has really set him on a goal of you know what, Doc is right. I got to do this, and I pretty much am just having him keep a food diary because that is so helpful to him and he sees how much he can really eat in a day and it works and he's lost 10 pounds so i'm proud of him because that's really it's a big step for him well this is this the the realization that that the number of calories that you you burn each day is lower than you thought right and and all along you were eating or consuming just maybe maybe it's 100 or 200 calories more than you burn but if you eat more than you burn, you're going to store that away as fat. So Definitely. it's a very simple equation. It's not hard to do. Yeah. It's very hard for people to cut back. Let me make a statement about the exercise portion of this, Robin. The, the exercise is going to help with, with losing weight. But without diet, without looking at the calories you consume, it won't work. It, it's just it's by itself. It's not going to do it. Right. You have to look at the diet. So what I wanted to talk about a little bit is our blood cholesterol because you you, you talked a little bit about those numbers. Mm -hmm. And those numbers can be really confusing confusing to a lot of people. They get their total cholesterol, which I know we like to see under 200. But the confusion is for a lot of people, I just had a friend that we were with and he says, well, my doctor told me my you know, my good cholesterol is really high, which is great, but my bad cholesterol is definitely inching up there. So how okay. do we get that number down? So maybe let's break it down a little bit. Okay. Well, you, so, have, you have your total cholesterol. Right. Then you have HDL and LDL. There's also triglycerides, but let's just focus on those three right, right now, the, the total, the HDL, and the LDL. The HDL uh, stands for high-density lipoprotein. And high, uh, the HDL, you can think of it as healthy cholesterol, H for healthy. And then the LDL is our bad cholesterol, and that's, so you can think of L for, for lousy. <laughs> to, to, to remember that the H is healthy, HDL is good. The higher, the higher your HDL, the, 
the, uh, the the better off you are. The 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 higher your LDL is, the worse off you are. So what you want is you want a nice low H, uh, LDL and a nice high HDL. And that inside a total that might be above 200 can in fact uh, put you in a favorable group. You don't have to have uh, total being so low if you have your LDL low and your HDL high. Okay. Uh, that makes there's, sense. There's pl- plenty of ways to reduce your LDL, the lousy cholesterol, which is, of course, well, first and foremost, always uh, uh, diet and exercise as the, as the first, uh, first line therapy. And after that, you get into your statin drugs. Now, right. the statin drugs aren't for everybody. You have to eat some people, uh, uh, based on age and, and other risk factors, um, may or may not be a candidate for a statin drug. Right. Um, but the statin drugs are very effective at reducing LDL, and in some cases, increasing your HDL a little bit. Um, and and that, that's the combination we're most concerned about. Now, what about the triglycerides? Triglycerides are the one uh, are the, the one subset of the total cholesterol family that that swing the, the widest, um, the quickest. So. Uh, total cholesterol, HDL, LDL might drift up over the course of four to six weeks where triglycerides will change in a matter of 24 hours based, based on what you're eating. Really? Uh, your weight. Yeah, yeah. So you go into get your blood work done and you had uh, a, a bagel a few hours beforehand. The triglycerides are like, likely to be elevated as a consequence of that of that uh that food you ate. So it um, is the most flexible, but there's a range we like to keep it in, right? Well, triglycerides should be on, under 200 or closer to 150 if possible. Okay. Weight loss, by the way, is the easiest way to drop your your uh, triglycerides. Okay. Just, it's all going to come back to weight, Robin. I, hate I know. On that, That's okay. It, it is what it is. It's it's so important for us to to hear that because I don't think that we can we can push it hard enough. Um, I what I want to do now is just and if you'll indulge us for just a minute, Doc, I have on the mm-hmm. phone with me Darlene Eason, who is our community educator at our family health center, and Darlene too. Her children were off from school today, so Darlene um, is calling in, and Darlene. Um, is again our community educator and she has we have a program out of our family health center called the wise woman program which is out of the cdc and it helps women to know their numbers so if you indulge me for a minute i'm going to bring darlene on sure hi robin hi darlene how are you I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling in. No problem. Um, I wanted to uh, let the audience first know a little bit about you um, and how you came to us and what your role is. Well, my name is Darlene Easton. I've been in this role for about a year this month. (laughs) It's my anniversary coming up. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. We love having you, by the way. Oh, thank you. I love being here. I, um, as far as my role, I spend 24 hours each week in the community interacting with uninsured women. Uh, the Wise Woman Program is designed to help women ages 30 to 64 of age to reduce their risk of heart disease and promote a heart-healthy lifestyle. Women who choose to participate with this program are eligible for free screenings, including blood pressure, cholesterol, blood glucose testings, and BMI, and they also have an opportunity to sign up for free services, which include gym memberships and Weight Watchers. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. So so let me know what you're finding in the community when you go out. What's a typical scenario? A 
typical scenario. Uh, places I go, first of all, are churches. I, I'm big on churches, hair yeah. salons, and other locations that DPH has, you know, identified a need to reach the woman. And um, I'm finding a lot of Latina women are in the greatest need for uh, our services. So I have been um, connecting with some organizations in the community and trying to reach out to them as best as possible. And are you finding, like Dr. Kelly was just talking about, you know, we're talking about knowing your numbers, of course, and you're you're saying all the things about blood pressure cholesterol, blood pressure, and blood sugar, are you finding in regards to weight, a lot of women need some guidance in regards to how to modify their diets, especially in the cultural neighborhoods? Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, because women don't know their numbers. Right. Um, And when they get their numbers, they don't know how to read their numbers. They don't understand them. So I'm in a place where my my slogan is you have to meet the people where they are, you know, and I'm giving them all types of literature and I am connecting them, you know, to the right resources to get this information to them, whatever I can't provide, because, of course, I'm not a doctor. So there are things that I can't tell them, but I'm giving them all types of pamphlets, brochures, and I'm, you know, connecting them with the doctors who can help them understand their numbers better. And when you find a woman who's whose numbers are off, who are, whose numbers warrant that you get them into a health professional. How does that work? Well, um, here's a scenario. Let's say I go uh, to a church and I, I meet someone and she qualifies for the program because, again, it's an uninsured-based program. Um, we'll go through all of her paperwork, and then at that point I can start her screening. So if she's fasting, because how we do it is normally we I meet someone in the morning and they're fasting um at that point, if it, if they have any um, alerts, then I would then go through their alert values with them. Okay. And then if they're interested in continuing with the program, because, again, it's up to the patient. Because right. Because we do have some patients who, you know, just are not interested right now. They, they're not ready, you know. So at that point, if they're interested, I can then offer them things like the gym or I can do health coaching with them or I can say, hey, listen, all you have to do is maybe just, you know, have some more fruits and vegetables each day right. and cut back on the soda and drink more water. And I can say, do you want me to contact you maybe once each week to just help you and, and follow up with you and give you some encouragement each week? And some women say yes and some women say no. Those women that say yes, I follow through with them. I bring them back in maybe in a month, a month and a half to rescreen them. Some women uh, levels change and some women don't because, of course, it's just about a month and a half. Right. At that point, if they're still interested in going on with the program, we can then, depending on what their situation is, it may just be a high BMI. It could then be blood pressure. If it's blood pressure, I can offer them a blood pressure cuff. Hmm. I can then go over with them how to use the blood pressure cuff. I can still then follow up with them weekly, biweekly on how they're, you know, keeping up with their numbers. If it's weight, I can then, again, whatever works best for them, I can get them a gym membership, Planet Fitness is a big place I use. I can also get them a Weight Watchers membership, and I can then, again, follow up with them. When they get the Weight Watchers or the um, Planet Fitness membership, those last for about six months. That's excellent. Then we can go from there and see, you know, what happens in that six-month time. Dr. Kelly, did you realize we had this program? 
I did not. Neither did I. I, I learned a <laughs> lot about it. It's fantastic. And I, I learned a lot about this the other day, and I said, how did I not know? I knew we had the breast program, which, Eileen, I'll let you, you know, let us know a little bit more about the other half of your job. But I had no idea that we had this wise woman program for heart disease and stroke prevention. And it's an incredible tool for us to be able to reach our inner city. Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for being part of it. And before we let you slide off the line, and I end with Dr. Kelly, I wanted to uh, have you tell us just a little bit about the other hat you wear. Okay, well, the breast and cervical portion. Um, the wise woman is for women who are kind of already in the program, and then we kind of branch off and give them that portion. The breast that's and great. cervical is when you come in brand new. Like I said, that's where I may meet the woman at the church. So she has nothing to do with the program, and she's, again, and the financial, she meets the financial guidelines and the age guidelines, and she can come in and she can have free a free mammogram and a free pap smear done by the providers in our office. That's excellent. And so if their numbers are off in regards to anything else, then we can link them with the Wise Woman program too. Absolutely, as long as they're 30 to 64, because uh, breast and cervical starts at 21. So let me um, just educate our audience as far as if they have, uh, if they want to bring you into one of their churches or they want to learn more about the program, how do they get a hold of you? They can call me if uh, they have a pin handy right now. My direct number is 203-814-2442. Again, that's 203-814-2442, or they can just contact the clinic, and someone in the clinic will get them right over to me, and I can reach them that way. And I, and that number, I think, is 203-709-3800, right? I, yes, yes, I think that's it. Yes, I've had a, you, you, when yeah. you've been for the hospital for a long time, you start memorizing those phone numbers. <laughs> but Darlene, thank you so much for joining us. I think we educate, you educated both myself, Dr. Kelly, and I think our whole audience. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. So Dr. Kelly, we both learned something today. Wow. That's a, this resource. It's an incredible resource. And, you know, I would even say to you, um, you know, this is something in when you look in your own practices or identify patients in the hospital, we could refer to this sure. program. It's incredible. We have another caller, though, so I'm going to I'm going to grab that. OK. Hi, this is Robin from St. Mary's. Can you have a question? Hi, Robin. My name is How are you? Oh, I can't hear you too well. Can you? I can't hear him, Johnny. Uh, I can hear you barely. You want to try hanging up and calling right back? Sure. Okay. It was a little muffled. Maybe maybe another line. So, Dr. Kelly, so if we end, um, before we take the caller, if we end with something, I would say knowing your numbers and everything based on weight is one of the most important things you can do. That's the message. I think the last the last 30 minutes, is, the takeaway would be knowing your numbers, Cholesterol under 200, blood pressure 120 over 80, sugar under 100, uh, and your BMI, your body mass index, and understanding that weight will affect all the other three risk factors. I think that's, and, and that calories, knowing how many calories you burn in a day and how much you eat will help uh, in the long run. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. Dr. Kelly, I'm going to ask you to hang on in case that caller calls back. You got it. Thank you. 
Landmark Community Theater proudly presents the Tony Award-winning musical Spamalot at the Thomaston Opera House, running January 28th to February 12th. We dance with angels, we do routines, the chorus scenes, the footwork in red cable. We dine both here in Camelot, we eat ham and jam and Spamalot. Lovingly ripped off from the slapstick comedy film Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Spamalot retells the legend of King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table and features a bevy of beautiful showgirls, not to mention cows, killer rabbits, and French people. Did you mention the bevy of beautiful showgirls? Always look on the bright side of life. Spamalot runs January 28th through February 12th with both evening and matinee performances. Buy tickets now online at landmarkcommunitytheater.org or call the box office at 860-283-6250. The language of flowers is universal. Flowers can speak. Thank you for your help. I consider you a valued employee. Mom, you're the best. Happy anniversary, darling. Welcome, baby. I love you. Congratulations. I'm sorry we quarreled. Have a great birthday. The reasons are endless. O'Rourke and Birch Florist in Waterbury have been speaking your language since 1922. As members of the Greater Waterbury Chamber of Commerce, O'Rourke and Birch is committed to serving the local community and to their many satisfied customers. Their eye-catching designs, both traditional and European, are sure to please the most discriminating of recipients. They can also deliver your message deliciously with fruit, gourmet, and gift baskets created in a wide variety of themes. So, when it's time to send an emotion, let O'Rourke and Birch speak volumes for you. Waterbury at 756-7857. Say it with flowers. O'Rourke and Birch. I'm Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm, I'm jumping in as the music goes out because we have just a couple of minutes and we have a full lighted board. So I'm going to go right to a caller. Hi, this is Robin. You have a question. Thank you for holding. Yes, Robin. This is Nick Carson. I'm one of Dr. Hi, Nick. I'm taking Dr. Kelly's advice and uh, as a patient. And what I'm doing, I'm trying to get off of this uh, simifastin and I'm on 40 milligrams and hopefully I can get off of this. It's not bothering me or anything, but I'd rather get off some of these drugs if I can. And just let Dr. Kelly know that I'm doing exactly things that he's telling me. Number one, weight loss. Yes, he, he's good at that. He should be on the phone. Do- yeah, Dr. It, Kelly, it, did you hear said, Nick? I did, Nick. That's Congratulations. As, as, as a patient once told me after he had managed to lose a lot of weight, nothing, no, nothing ever tastes as good as skinny feels. And that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. And, we're know, gonna I, I, we're gonna jump on another thanks. caller, Nick, because okay. we got a lot of people. But thank you for calling. Okay, bye. Hi, this is Robin. We have just a couple of seconds. Hi, Robin. Can you hear me better now? I, I can. I can. Thank you for calling back. You're welcome. The first is a question for Dr. Kelly, and then the second is just a general statement. Um, for Doctor, uh, have you ever run into something where somebody, once they finally get seriously athletic, their BMI is always showing being too high, yet their weight and their body fat um, and also the body mass is good. Uh, yes, the, the, the BMI, I think, is more, I would think about it in, in, in a case like that as a general guideline. I have people whose BMI puts them in a what we refer to as an overweight group. That's uh, what I'm in, yeah. Between, yeah, between 25 and 30, but they're still their body fat 
is, is low, their blood pressure is good, their cholesterol is good, and in a case like that, there's no, there's really no benefit to pushing on, on forcing a patient to lose weight just to get to a BMI of 20. 